Hit it. place full of sausages <laughs> have a nice old sausage party more sausages and pepperettes that's for sure <laughs> but finally after weeks of criticism we managed to pack this house with estrogen hey. for once oh boy a bunch of ladies have joined the dutch hall Woo! and pepperettes and i think it's about time we got to the bottom of a few things like one i wonder about things how do you get by without those penises, you know? <laughs> How do you operate? How do you operate without that? I don't get it. Lots of answers to be, questions to be answered tonight, boys. Anyways, I even took a shower for this. It's a big deal. <laughs> True story. Yeah, I, know. I was looking scrappy and I was like, we have a lady coming as a guest tonight. I had to clean myself up. Better get out the sex band there. But you know what? I'm really excited to have the to have Rihan in the house tonight. Hey. Baby. All right. But uh, there's only one way to get to talking to her. Then you use me up. To use me up. Did it work? Is that what you want, Charles? Perfect. I couldn't think how to get out of here. Yeah, that worked great. from the Dutch Hall, the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario. Damn right. We are the greatest because we have the greatest band in podcast history, in my humble opinion. The Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah. Comprised this week of the original three. Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Hey, Stevie. Hey. The band leader, Michael Bowe, plucking away on rhythm. Hello there. And on the cajones, 
Monica Jones. Dave the Rooster Charters. That's me. Conspicuous in his absence is the balls of the Nocturnal Emissions West Whiskey Wes Hagens. Missed the empty chair. Just an empty chair oh, with an shame. ash on it. Oh. <laughs> All business. Shame. We knew who is here. My brother, our bartender, and bus driver, and egg shaker this week. Beautiful job. Paul Van Dyke is here. Hey, Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And now comes the exciting part of the show. Here we go. The plethora of ladies who have joined us. The man, the lady who actually bangs Steve the Reluctant German. Oh, she does. Yes. At least. Leah. Penny Eberhardt McGrail McCracken McGee. Fitzgibbons. Fitzgibbons. Esquire. Fitzstephen. And our guest tonight, all the way from Hamilton. But really from Welland. <laughs> she made the trek. It's still a long drive to come down. And a, a lady on her own. I can't even believe she did it. Just walk into your car in Hamilton as a... A super fan and listener of the show. As right. well as a talented comedian. A, she's a movie star, really. Internet sensation, I like to call her. Great Instagram follow. Rehan Rossi is here, everyone. That's it. All right. And I'm the host of your show, two-time President's Two Club Award winner. Not once. Twice. Twice. Pete Van Dyke. Twice. Let's get the show on the road. I forgot to mention Jane's here. Hi, Jane. Hey, Hi, doctor. Jane. That's three girls. That's one, still one, two, three. And Jane, two. It's like a record. We love Jane. It is. It's, it's like a record to have this many girls in one in, in, in the Dutch Hall. It's a real good ratio. And we usually have it's it usually is quite cock heavy in here, <laughs> as they say. The whiskey night was probably the last time we had probably a fifty fifty uh, ratio, right? And Where we had yeah. and then we lost one. Yeah, and we lost one. It was almost a year ago. <laughs> Did we ever? <laughs> where someone spilled her spaghetti dinner right on the floor, right right where you're sitting. Oh, Whoops. Okay. In a whiskey contest. It was, Not, a long was day, it around yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, near your feet. This place has been very washed. (laughs) We hosed it down since. Yeah, we've hosed it down. This place has been cleaned a bunch of times, I'm pretty sure. That was pert near a couple years ago, no? Pert near. I I swept the floor, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So now we're loaded up with women again. Before we get into the the whole talks that I have, we have to clear up a few things with the band. All right. Because uh, I had a a list. We have this thing on uh, the internet or on Messenger. Which is called the Dutch Hall Group, right? Right, that's right. It's just an easy way to communicate. Yes, it is an easy way to communicate to get things done for the show. And what happened was, uh, over time, you notice that there's a lot of bickering going on between Stephen and Dave, right? There's a little rivalry brewing, it seems, where the two guys are like really on on each other's. Uh, and I'm starting to worry as the guy that's uh, the leader of the show, the man who birthed all of this, right? The father of of creation for all you all Faja. all right? you all all you all and uh so i wonder i wonder i thought if there's if there's some problems between the two of you that i need to step in and, and solve so it doesn't uh create a problem for the show and then paul who's been absent from communicating <laughs> on this group for months 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 hasn't been heard of, right? Nary, nary a comment. Nothing. N- nothing. Thought maybe he lost his phone. So what he that. does is he adds a, one comment of clarity 
that makes it all make sense to me. <laughs> and that is that the two of you are deeply closeted homosexual men <laughs> who are really in love with one another. Is this true? Like, is just for the audience? You're, he's paraphrasing. <laughs> what? You're, I think you're paraphrasing. What do you mean? You know, you're not using those Paul's weren't exact, exact words. words. Yeah, and exactly. I'm, that's good. It's probably good for the radio audience. Yeah, keep it clean. I don't listeners. know what you mean. Like paraphrasing that you're in love with each other. Yeah, oh yeah, that's not yeah, really what Paul it's used. Was. Dirty language. Paul, yeah. What Paul used was language of the nineties. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> language right. that has long since been taught to us by the young millennials that it's wrong and we should be we should be ashamed of ourselves yeah. for using that kind of language. Yeah. Paul used that sort of language. But you know what he did was he did he did point out that the fact that you guys are truly in love with one another, <laughs> which would be okay, right? Yeah. Right. No, yeah, I'm supporting it. No what I that's what I was I was supporting it. Just get it over with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for that, you're both married. Yeah. Paul loves it. Paul loves the fact that you guys are now in a physical, you know, <laughs> even though you both have four, chi- like eight children, eight children between you. I thought Paul's comment reeked of jealousy. And I don't know for which one of us he's jealous, but that's yeah. the way I felt when I read it. Sensitive. This is what I heard. I agree. Sensitive. Tell me, if I, <laughs> tell me if this is true, Dave. I heard that every time a Catholic has a gay thought, like a really strong gay thought, they just uh, get their wife pregnant. Is that true? I I, gotta, I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and deny that. I have no facts. Well, are you a, consider yourself a Catholic, Steve? On paper, perhaps. Paper Catholic? Somewhere, yeah. Baptized? Yes. Oh, find out everything about Steve now. Did first you have communion? a first communion? I did. I, d- I went. Confirmation. I did everything except uh, getting married. Whoa. Oh, really? Oh, you're one confirmed. sacrament you're shy. No, two because he's never joined the clergy, or three really because he also hasn't had last rites. Yeah, I haven't died yet. So, yeah, that, so you, that you don't get that. No, you don't have to die to, to have last rites. You have to be close to death. They're sick. Yeah, close <laughs> to death. You can't just say I'm sick. Can you yeah, say you like can get the last rites like many times actually? What are you talking the about? Fuck is last rites? Yeah, you can get it, but they got to think you're going to die. Last See? rites is the best Jane part about being about. Catholic. You have to be thought of that you're going to die. Did though. you say that's the best part of being Catholic? Absolutely. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want, and then just before you die, you're like, "Hey, last rites, so, uh, bitch. so we're good, right?" And then God's Peace like, out. "Yeah, we're good," and you're like, "Awesome, thanks." Yeah, sir, <laughs> you all just that horrible everything. shit I did. All that shit I did is gone. So it's like a super. Is that how it works? It's like a super. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm doing things all Super wrong. confession at the end. Yeah, it's like a an awesome undo feature. Last rites is your favorite one. Then. I didn't even know this existed. Control Z. Yeah. Control Z. <laughs> so you can just fuck around your whole life and then super confession, last rites, yeah. all good. All Open good. Open the fucking gates. See that? How is that not the best part of being a Catholic? That is pretty sweet. It all makes sense. No one. Honestly, guys, like, what would you do if you knew? That you, that was the truth, you know, and that uh, you if you if you get the last rites, so you can be as bad as you want to right now. This goes for everyone in the room. You can be bad as you want to, but you but you got all you got to do is say sorry at the end. So what are you gonna do different that you're not doing now? Like what are you gonna change for real? Are you gonna go out and murder somebody? Are you gonna go? I would just live a pious and righteous life like I do now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Straight either. and narrow. Good call. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what do you? You don't do much now. You no. murdered. <laughs> you, yeah, you murdered that hooker back in the nineties, Dave. That was a not. And she, well, she wasn't really a hooker. She was a uh, dancer, right? I shouldn't call her a hooker. You paid her for sex, but I don't, there was a, it was 
The whole story. The lady of the evening. I don't know. <laughs> well, that wasn't Damn. you. That wasn't you. That was somebody else. No? I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> no, I made that whole thing up. I wish I had a story <laughs> like that. That's a thing that you can pretend. But I have, like, my, my real story, if I told my life story in the past, me and Charles got drunk at a bar one time, played darts. <laughs> got real crazy. <laughs> I had to call a cab to get home. Sunk the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had to call a cab to get home. Charles called the one guy uh, like a prick because he uh, scratched and I didn't didn't call it. Said it wasn't the rule. Yeah. you know, that was about it. Like it wasn't nothing really happened. Stern looks. Stern looks. Yeah, and then we got out of there. <laughs> it's boring, right? That is. Pretty you boring. don't even need lost rights. One time I used to do that at work all the time because I was so bored at my old job. So I'd tell them, I would tell like uh, stories about the managers there, like that were fantastical, you know? Like they were just made up stories about them. You know, it's like I'd be like, uh, oh, womp. Because I'd always pretend that I, that I was one of them like back in the day when they were like doing horrible things. And I'm like, there was one time me and Whopper Thompson were out in uh in Lethbridge, Alberta, <laughs> fucking Whopper, <laughs> he fucking strangled a prostitute. <laughs> I would do that like uh, at, fucking guy's crazy on whiskey. <laughs> yeah, and I would keep doing stuff like that at meetings and stuff because uh, it entertained me. Because these guys were like our bosses and stuff, so I'd always do the and it would kill. It would kill in the room, you know, and uh, with a bunch of young uh, they, bankers. They're probably still telling those stories, huh? They're probably still telling those stories. Yeah, they are. I used to make up a, a lie about everyone I worked with just to pretend it was true. Like in your head you dreamt of... Yeah, but I'd tell people. <laughs> <laughs> then I, but I would tell them the lie like about everyone. Like I, this, one, this one girl, I told her that she... I, I told everybody that she was... Uh, she had the most uh, like world record <laughs> pubic hair. Ooh. Like Whoa. it was the longest pubic hair ever, you know? What she was going for a record. <laughs> Eh? And that's who was my lie. And I would make up stories about her, like using it for mosquito netting and stuff like that, because she was an outdoorsy type. <laughs> <laughs> and I would always tell stories about how, like, she, I, she bent over in front of me, and, and I looked at her down, at her butt crack, and it looked like she had Willie Nelson's braid in there. <laughs> it just wrapped around. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it looked like you know what a braid. Yeah, but the, it wrapped around up her back, her ass crack is what you're saying? No, you're looking down the back of her pants, and you just see <laughs> Willie Nelson's braid, the top of it. Jesus. The thick part of the braid. You don't see the end, the tail. That's why I thought it was coming from the front all the way back around. <laughs> no. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where my mind went. Yeah, yeah. This is, a whole, this is, a, this is ass hair. It's <laughs> wow. She had the whole kick caboodle down there. <laughs> But it was just made up. So the story goes. <laughs> yeah. The girl never did any of that thing. I was just making it up because she was like, um, she had a position of power over me, and I uh, <laughs> had just made up stories in order to uh, uh, take away her power. Right. <laughs> probably had a nice Brazilian wax. Huh? She probably was nice and trim down there. But I don't know. She wasn't an attractive woman to me. Like I, I didn't uh, think of her as that. that married and such. That's how legends are born. Yeah. What is? Your stories. Yeah, but everyone knows I'm making it up. <laughs> <laughs> I made up stories. That I, 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 the one guy was a registered sex offender, is what I said. Ooh, wow. <laughs> wow. Great story. Legendary. Really digging deep. <laughs> right? But it was just because he peed on a, on a, on a playground. 
right? That's what it was. Like he was like drinking and he peed on like a seesaw. That was the story I made up. <laughs> drinking some yoo-hoo. And now he's a registered sex offender. Just one thing, and then you just say it, and then when they're in the meeting, you're like, huh, uh-huh, when they're talking. You're about Reggie? Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, seesaws. <laughs> yeah, he likes to piss on seesaws. <laughs> oh, Reggie. <laughs> it's fun, right? It helps you through your day. You're doing a clerical. You're like a banker, right? You know, you know it's boring. You don't want to do that. So you make up a story like that. You ever do that at your work, Dave? No. Never do it. <laughs> Danger zone. Danger zone. Nope. Didn't speak about Paul. You ever make fun of people you work with? Yeah, right to him. <laughs> Paul. It's not surprising. Paul's the boss, eh? At his job. So uh, Paul's staff, as he likes to call them, right? Yeah, my staff. <laughs> Paul's staff. Uh, they like treat him like shit, eh? They tell Paul right off, eh? And then Paul will have to tell him right back, like, how terrible they are. <laughs> and then it's all honest. There's no hiding anything. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like you, it, you reap what you sow. Yeah. And if that's what you want out of people, then that's what, you, and, and that's what you're getting. Like, and that's what you give them. Then uh, it's a perfect situation, right? But some people can't handle that kind of honesty, right? Yeah, then they oh. shouldn't work for Paul. Well, no, no, they shouldn't. The, the, you, it's hard. The job's hard. You got to be tough. You can't be a pussy. Don't come <laughs> being a pussy. No time for him. <laughs> so really, you're doing him a favor at the same time. Toughing him up. No, it's one of those things, though. Like you could do your same job, though, but you would be like, uh, you would be like, uh, uh, like a real like corporate type guy, right? Let's say you had everything all like. Uh, Binders and clipboards, and you got the. Sh- everyone's got matching shirts, and you're, you know what I mean. Like you got the same classy, like uh, look to your streamlined business and all this branding oh, yeah. and stuff. You know, you're you're fucking rock star, rocking your business, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're st- you're still. Uh, <laughs> gonna call them assholes. You know, you can do it. You're not gonna want to deal with any of those people, right? Because they don't suit who you are. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to deal with those people. No. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy because it's different than who you are, so you who you are. And those people that are being douchey are going to meet up with other douchey people and take their douchey people's money, and you're going to take people, more honest people's money because you're more honest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just find and who you match nice up homes. with. There's a big world. <laughs> huh? And build homes for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. The only other thing I want to talk about before we get into a segment we call feedback is uh, everyone see this girl that was on the crane, the crane girl? Oh, my God. You saw her in Toronto? Did you see it, Steve? Sure. No, yes. You did, right? You watched the news. This girl's a a crane girl. Now, for those of you who didn't see it, Paul, this is like a big, you're a construction guy. This is in Toronto. It's one of those big, big motherfucking cranes, right? Oh, yeah, huge. Like giant things, right? And this girl, in the middle of the night, they, they spotted her at like 4.45 in the morning. This 23-year-old girl had climbed up this top of this j- huge crane and then shimmied down the wire for like a, a long ways. Like 30 feet down a cable and sat on a swing. Yep. No no yeah. gloves, no nothing. It's like she appeared there like... like in. In heels, like two-inch two heels on her boots. Like Crazy. Yeah, like jeans, like right? Ridiculous. The yeah. guy who had to go rescue her 
was like, and she's just sitting up there nonchalantly on this little tiny thing. Yeah, not a care in the world. Not a care in the world, and she has no emotion, right? Even when the guy rescued her, no emotion. Yeah, brings it down. She was disinterested, I would say, in what in the rescue attempt. Well, Mm. successful rescue. Mm. She wasn't in much of a panic. Yeah, and wasn't wasn't even looking at the guys. Like, wasn't it hot though? Wasn't there something hot about it? Yeah, she's a good-looking girl. Something about, but the, the the fact that she didn't give a shit about it, yeah, it was made her like, hotter. Made her hotter, right? Absolutely. I couldn't understand why she was so hot to me. Like it was like <laughs> she didn't want. Like it's because she was so standoffish. Like she could give a fuck yeah. at all. And it's not. It's not like she didn't want to get rescued. She just didn't care. No, she didn't care at all. She was having a time. <laughs> she was having a time. <laughs> she. I think. I think she has an adre- adrenal gland disorder. Disorder. Mm. No and uh, because she doesn't feel like fear or something, because yeah, to walk up up that tower at, in the dark, in the dark, like that's insane. And, they and don't, she has they, a whole. They can't even of, imagine how she got down to that thing. Like it's Spider Man. It's like almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. Like Spider Man. She's one of these uh, these people that that uh, climb high buildings and bridges and stuff like that, and then film it and put it on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. But she's she's a uh, she costs the city of Toronto a lot of money, so. I'm pretty sure they're going to be coming after. She's pretty famous though today. Yeah. If that's what she was going for, I tried to follow her. I tried to follow her on uh, Instagram, but I couldn't find her. That's what. I, but uh, I would. I was trying to follow her to see what kind of shit she was up to. But did they release her name and stuff? Yeah, they did. It was all over the news. Yeah, it was. Uh, fuck, I forget. Yeah, there's lots uh, of good video of the thing on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It uh, they just call her. There's all a bunch of memes and stuff too that everyone's creating about about what this. She was like protesting or something like that. But I think this girl wasn't protesting anything. She hasn't made a statement. She was just just thought she'd climb a crane, see if she could do it. Like she's probably just tired when she got to the end, didn't know how to what to do. <laughs> yeah, she didn't plan out the exit. No exit yeah. strategy. Jimmy no knows. exit strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time you got, she just wasn't thinking. She doesn't seem like maybe she's just yeah, shimmy down that thirty foot cable, but climb back up. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a real feat. <laughs> if she could have got back up, holy mackerel! Shit. But impressive, impressive nonetheless. The guy who rescued her couldn't believe it. He was like, she should be teaching the course on how to rescue people yeah. because uh, he had a hell of a time doing it. He said the only thing that kept him going was knowing that this young girl. Had uh, did it in, in heels and stuff, and he's like, "How the heck did she do it?" You know, <laughs> like she's probably a, a ridiculous talent. It could be used to help people, but she just uses it to fuck around. Hey, <laughs> okay? yeah, it's kind of sad. It's a lot like us, you know. A lot like ridiculous your musical talent. ability, yeah, yeah. your musical yeah, abil- uh, ability, charters. Yeah, you guys would be so <laughs> great if you weren't so busy just right. making uh, right. masters of industry. Or whatever you do. Writing butthole songs. Oh. <laughs> that's how we're going to change the world, Michael. It's, we're close. We're close on that one. One butthole song at a time. That's right. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should get in a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback? We got feedback. It's feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. Feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Amazon. If you go to the Life from the Dutch Hall website or uh, lifefromthedutchhall.com and uh, click on our Amazon banners, you can do your Amazon shopping and some of that money is going to come back and help the show. And thank you to everyone that has done that because that money has gone into our kitty and yeah. we're, we got to think about what to do with that. 
We have a few things on our list. Like Michael needs a plug-in guitar. Yeah. <laughs> we need yes, an we amp that doesn't buzz. <laughs> so if anyone's listening to this show and then what listen to this. Oh by everybody. That nice? Zero amp buzzing. that doesn't do that, it would be awesome. Peter's Peter's chair is literally, literally falling apart oh, underneath him. Yeah, so this chair will never be taken from under my <laughs> buttocks. Bob. This chair has been this chair was with my in my old life. My old banker life. <laughs> this was like I sat in it for like a long time, 15 years almost, I sat in this chair, and then I bought it for 25 bucks off him. Oh, and that one, too. I bought a, it's quite comfortable. Oh, man. My butt broke it in. It fits perfect. My back <laughs> is like all warped to it. It's nice on uh, my lumbar. I've got the same one over here. Oh, yeah, in the lower lumbar region? Yeah. Yeah. Supportive. Can you try that? You know what else you can do is you can support uh, our sponsors by uh, nice segue. printing off Normally, this is the time where we tell you to print off that VG Meats coupon, but this week we're not sponsored by VG Meats. Nope. Mm-mm. We're sponsored by someone completely different for meat. We're sponsored by a listener. Yep. Uh, a special listener. A listener, Sarah Wallace, who is, uh, uh, and, and I, you know, she shows up today. She comes from work, yep. right? Like an angel. Yeah. <laughs> she. This girl lives in Dallas. She went all the way out to Simcoe or Stony Creek. I think she went to the Simcoe location. <laughs> that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. She went and said, what does the Dutch Hall boys want? They need some pet. What do they usually order around here? Or what do you usually give them, is what she said. What do you usually give them? And they said, uh, "They said we don't give them. We'll check to see what they bought. And they're not what they bought. What you give them. I want to buy what they give them or whatever. Or to take, what over, take it over to them yeah. or whatever they're going to say. Big show tonight. Big show. Anyway, she ends up blowing a whole bunch of money on pepperettes, I think. God bless her. Yep. Right? God bless her. She b- delivers it. The shovel got things to do. She can only drop it off and leave. Fantastic. Fantastic. Move on to the next. Uh, you should pass those around. Beautiful person. Yeah, we should pass those around. So this one's, we got, that's one of our listeners that gave us the feedback. Yeah, she could barely, she could barely even carry the bag in here. It's so mm, heavy. Yeah. That's good. Because when you give us the feedback of pepperettes. That's the best kind of feedback. Yes. <laughs> Steve's playing the feedback lick with one hand as he's grabbing a pepperette. <laughs> that's talent. I, mean, I don't know if they could give him a medal for that, but that's pretty good. So anyways, uh. Oh, thank you, Jane. Thanks for that feedback. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It's honest. It's all the truth. So uh, we also have to recognize our sponsor, uh, Van Dyke Party Services. You know what? If you're just one of these lame motherfuckers, your friends are all lame. You're, everyone you know is lame, right? You run in lame circles, you know? You, your kids go to school. You figure, I'll meet somebody cool. One of their, No, no, they're all lame, too. Uh, I'm going to move into a neighborhood. It's, oh, it's a nice neighborhood. There's a lot of families my age or whatever, you know? No, no. Those people are all terrible. You go to their house, they just talk about, like, uh, the markets or something. Yeah, what are you having, a block party? And what are you talking about, like a... Uh, spring yard uh, sale? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm doing a little spring cleaning because uh, we haven't been through the uh, Schiffer robe in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and the yard sale's coming up. It's time to wash the windows and put the screens in. Yeah, it sounds terrible. But you know what? You want to do some spring cleaning? You want to make it fun? What you do is you call Van Dyke Party Services. You give us an email at uh, livefromthedutchhallgmail.com. We'll send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins wearing bright yellow jackets, and you're going to have a time of your life. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our, all of our expenses, which will be dear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll return your $100. 
Bill's expensive, run through our body, and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our friends at Clean Flow. Yes. Best sponsors ever. Number one sponsor. So far. Sorry, I'm eating the pepperette, but. Mm, it's so delicious. You know, I might a need spicy. a beer, Paul. But, um. Get your own. I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's your job, Paul. This is terrible. Job, chew it. Chew it up. I gotta chew it up. <laughs> Enjoy it. This pause is sponsored by Pepperettes. This pause, yeah, exactly. Thank you for covering. And we're gonna wash it down with a nice cold mm. one. That's what we call a nice, enjoyable night. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go sponsor feedback. Sponsor feedback. We had a guy call us. It's the time of year, the time of year where we start to turn dirt, where the farmers mm. know that it's time to go. They get in their tractors and they download a whole bunch of episodes of Live from the Dutch Hall. And they start listening to stuff, and then some of them, some of them give us feedback. This week we got some from Kyle Van Dyke. Oh, you know Kyle Van Dyke? I've heard sure of him. Do. He's been on the show a long, kind long of. time ago, but uh, he's also my cousin. But he's an avid listener of the show, and uh, he likes to save them up for uh, when he's uh, on in his tractor he's in the springtime. Yeah, makes sense. Listen to the. Uh, do you have the phone? My phone. Listen to the uh, 420 episode last week, and he said uh, he, his uh, actual quote was uh, catching up on your shows in the tractor. Loved the 420 episode, is what he said. Right on. So he's back in business. This is a guy that hasn't given us feedback in a while, so I just wanted to give him a shout out because he used to be a regular provider of feedback. And I always like to know that uh, give a shout out to the farmers this time of year, right? Crazy. I always think it's cool. What people are doing when they're listening to the show. Like some people say they're driving, some people say they're washing dishes. Washing dishes. I always think about the guy who washes dishes. Oh, I just scoodle duke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a stinky scoodle duke. Better wash it. <laughs> a stinky scoodle duke? Oh, I don't want a stinky scoodle duke. Throw it, it, throw, it the, <laughs> throw it in the blitzka. Throw it in the blitzka. I had a Dutch girl last night that was uh, doing yuckucks in yeah. London. She, I think she'd really love that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Because no. she got excited. She's like, are you Dutch? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Dutch. And she's like, me too. Loves it. I'm like, did you grow up on a farm? She's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and we're all excited because we're like real Dutch. Bonding. You know? Yeah, bonding. And then uh, then that was it. Then we just sat in the dark, watched comedy. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> yeah. You got to warm up to somebody first if you're Dutch, right? It takes a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Are you? Are you? You don't seem the type. You no, seem like you warm up. That's that's typical. Like you, you don't show yourself until you're comfortable with the, the yeah. person. That's typical Dutch, from what I hear. To hold a bit of back, eh? Right, and then once you get to know the person, then you really show them who you are. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is all about. Like, why would you hold back? Yeah, I don't know. People's opinion of you, like where you, uh, what kind of person you are, eh? Like you chartered. You're like a good person and stuff, right? Aww. Oh no, like right? Just how you try to live, straight and narrow. Yep. Like, um, what you want to do is the right thing, right? You always go that way. Yep, that's right. Except for that time with the, you know, we, we already the talked about it before. Yeah. The prostitute and stuff. Remember when we <laughs> talked about that earlier in the show? I do remember talking about it. Yeah. yeah. That was what I made up about you. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Where were we again? Where you murder that friend? <laughs> Anyways, we'll go, we're getting off topic. Charters. All you want to do is talk about what that time you murdered that prostitute. Get uh, stay on topic, Dave. 
What are we doing here? It's not all about you. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> no, let's get into the last piece of feedback we got this week. You were talking about Botch. Oh, but no, he's done. Oh, okay, got him. And then, uh, but this one is, uh, you know, uh, Joe Tominelli? Oh, Joseph Tominelli yeah. from Leamington? Mm, how can I forget? Yeah. We did a show in Leamington, uh, Joe and uh, Rick Mastronardi, great listeners of the show, longtime providers of feedback. Oh, great guys. Anyways, Joe's in, uh, in, uh, Germany, and he's uh, uh, he even said he was donning ugh. his his uh, his uh, his live from the Dutch Hall t shirt. Wow, whoa, in Germany, he wants to bring us international, right? Good for him. So, here he is, uh, trying to promote live from the Dutch Hall, wearing his live from the Dutch Hall t shirt. Who's he run into? A master of industry. Not only you're thinking, we already have a master of industry working for us, Dave Charters, right? Yeah. And he was like, no, no, this guy's like a master of, of even Dave. Master of wow. masters. A master of masters. Really? Maybe even a master of masters of masters. Whoa. <laughs> like, could be the the Grand Poobah, masters of industry, Holy like shit. what Charters is, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> He sits on the throne of industry. The throne of industry. Whoa. Highly regarded as one of the, the, one of the guys to be, right? So, our listener, Joseph Tominelli or whatever, he... he Finds this master of masters and uh, says, do you know the master of industry, Dave Charters, right? Turns out the fucking guy knows Dave Charters. Wow. That Whoa. proves he's up there. Right. He's in the thin air. Charters is in the thin air. So he's like, uh, uh, and he's like, do you know what he's up to? Right? <laughs> Just tries to squash Dave's whole thing, right? He's got it's this. It's like the opposite of what I want to happen. Right. This is like, this is something that's like totally ch- a game changer. You get a listener of our program who goes internationally to find a guy that can ruin you, ruin everything you've worked for, because you sit here and listen to me talk about Steve's uh, opinions of the Jews and stuff. You know how he is? And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's... Which is favorable, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good save. What is that called? A denier of some sort, right? <laughs> what is that called? When you deny, deny your, you know what you did, Steve. It wasn't you, but it's it's like in your lineage. You have to if you don't embrace the fact that your people did these things, you can't get over the fact that this lives inside of you. This sort of like cruel, or even maybe it's just like stupid, where you get fooled by a really charismatic, uh, like a uh, speaker. Hmm. Maybe that's how you come. You play guitar for me, because right. I have Hitler qualities. Of Kara's charisma. Yeah, who's the real <laughs> devil here? Yeah, it's, the, it's his yeah. weak spot. I have the charisma of <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> Is that a compliment? You have the charisma Somewhere. of Hitler. Jesus. Because he was supposed to be a charismatic speaker, but you never hear people giving that as a compliment, right? Never. Hmm. So you're as charismatic as Hitler. <laughs> Except for Steve, who's been saying it all week. All along. <laughs> Same penis size, so that's good. Huh? No, and it's, we're off topic, Dave. No, it was Hitler's uh, Hitler's penis. Leah's here. Paul, can you give her the mic? Speaking of Hitler's penis. Yeah, here we go. She's <laughs> because uh, Stephen's penis, you know. Is from the loins of Hitler. <laughs> so, therefore, <laughs> my Hitler's got a real messed up dick. You, have you heard that historically? Yes, I have. And... Uh, it's like a, the, he peed out of the bottom of it or something like that. He was ashamed of it, you know? He wanted to be burnt right away because he didn't want him to see his dick. And, 
and all this stuff because it was a, a source of great shame for Hitler. We did a whole episode on it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so s- does Steve have that same dick? There's no problem there. No? no. no. Oh, no. Steve, there's a good one. That's a compliment. That worked out for you, you Steve. Thanks, babe. It, there's, New a bit, fu- there's a bit of a turtleneck, but that's about it. <laughs> oh. oh. A we bit of one. They, bit l- one. they left a, a bit of foreskin. foreskin on the end of it, yeah. Your mom was just really wishy-washy on the issue. She was just like, you know, take half of it. No. <laughs> I'll get them half it's, circumcised. It's, it's to my benefit. It's all good. Oh. It's all no, good. it would be. A half a circumcision <laughs> would give you the best of both worlds. Is that what you had? No, I have a the full intact penis. <laughs> it's uh, full intact. Zero percent. Zero percent is missing. Oh, really? That's right. European style. European style. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how most of the world is, apparently. Sure is. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of dick talk. It sure is. I just don't like knowing that. I don't like knowing it at all. <laughs> I just have schmegma questions. Can no, I say, we have a guest here, a lady that came a long drive down, and all we're talking about is like and Steve schmegma, and we don't want to talk about it. There is no schmegma. Well, there is. He washes it. You have to do it. Right? You have to go through extra washing procedures. (laughs) No more than usual. What? I do nothing. (laughs) My dick is pristine. That's why you've lost all the sensitivity in the tip of your penis. (laughs) What? It's true. I I, I, I (laughs) don't want any more. I don't want any more. I have too much already. How would I last half the amount of time I last now? It's not going to do me any good. It would be better if he was numb. Yeah. I thank God for my parents every day for giving me a beautiful dick. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it is kind of true, though. It is kind of true because I don't have to deal with nothing. Right? You don't have to ruin it. Pops. <laughs> yeah. You really nailed that one. Charters, I don't. You know, it's a touchy subject. Are you? Am I hitting a nerve with you at all? About circumcision? Yeah. No, not at all. Because you're you're a tortured man, aren't you? About the subject. Three no, sons. Not really. You had to make a decision. Yep. You're you're comfortable with that decision. Yeah. Even though it's different than what you are. Yep. Yeah. My dad did the same thing. We're opposite of my dad. Yeah. So that I don't think it really matters. Huh? <laughs> I think it does. It's fascinating just, radio talk. <laughs> what about circumcision? What do you think, Riri? What you you have you seen both kinds? I shouldn't suggest that you just have seen both kinds. Have you seen both kinds? <laughs> I've seen one with a turtleneck. Yeah. And um, it was a surprise. Most of the dicks you've seen have. Surprise! It was a surprise. surprise. More to it. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. It is something to deal with. Now, and Leah, you're the same way, right? Like, if, you, if there's something more to deal with, right? So there's it, nothing more to deal with. Once it's hard, it's the same as, as it being cut. Okay, there yeah. There you yeah. go. But I mean, like, uh, when you see it for the first time, like, the first time you saw one that was. Was it circumcised or uncircumcised? The first penis you saw? Um, circumcised. Circumcised. And then when you first saw your first uncircumcised one. This is getting one, uncomfortable. What's the matter? <laughs> no, surprise. nothing. And then uh, were you surprised then? Like, were you, was, it, was it a shock? Was it like, oh, this is something I, to deal I wanted with. to see one. Oh, you were interested in it. I was very interested in it. Yeah, you know, you, you're more, you, got, you know what you get when you have that is you have the, uh, the more exotic. You're more exotic, right? Because you're like yeah. swarthy. You know, Peek-a-boo. there's always the Greeks and the Portuguese and the Italians, the more the olive skin guys, you know, right? Yeah. or they got more the ones just off the boat from somewhere, you know, that just got to the country. They were the unclipped ones. And it was like the waspy guys, you know, like they were all the ones with their, and 
clip dicks. That's how it worked, as far as I remember. Many times have changed. But when I was growing up, that's how it was in the locker room or whatever. <laughs> hey, Charters, do you remember the one? I'm sorry, I got to get to the guest. But, but uh, do you remember uh, this, this, there was this one guy that went to our high school? And he was like a real good looking guy and stuff like that. And he had a good looking girlfriend, you know, and he was like popular and he made us sick, right? And then, uh, so he's a real kind of a dick, you know? And then uh, uh, Charters uh, and I were in the same gym class with him, right? And we had to go to the pool, right? So we're in the pool where I remember sitting there and he comes out of the shower and he's, you, we can see his dick. And he's got like a... Like a tattoo beside his dick, so it brings attention to his dick, right? So it's like it's like a, a green forty clover. Do you remember that? Do you remember any of this? <laughs> Not as vividly as you do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we see his like we see his dick, and it's like it's like the smallest dick we've ever seen. Like it's like ridiculously small. Yeah, poor guy. And we and we took so I took pleasure in it. What do you mean, poor guy? Like I was like. Yeah, because he had everything else going for him. Like the he had a good-looking girlfriend, and, you know. He's like athletic and did everything. Everything was seemingly going for the guy, except he had no dick at all. Finally, finally, it was an equalizer. I was like, yeah, he's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Not if the he size came out, of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. If he came out swinging Whoa. a big hammer and stuff like that, me and you would be like, fuck. He's got everything. He's got everything. How do you compete? You know. But it's like I could compete easy. I'd go to his hot girlfriend and say, hey, my dick's twice the size of your boyfriend's. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the shower. <laughs> but is that what they're looking for? You should ask the ladies. Yeah, well, that's true. We're here. But would you, if you see a guy's dick and it's... Uh, sorry, this is getting sexual. A lot of dick talk. Well, I'm curious. We would say our perspective. But if you have a, if you have a, a dick... And uh, you see it, and it's it's disappointing in size. You know, you'd hope for more, and it's less than you'd hope for. Are you? Is it a deal breaker? Is it something that you look past, or is it something that uh, you can learn to love? You know, you just gotta make up with other things. I'm talking. This guy's got like, a, what do you say, a four-inch dick, hard as a rock, hard as a rock, four inches. It's just like one of those small vibrators that you would get, like a <laughs> lipstick vibrator. Yeah. You know? Like more like a butt plug kind of thing <laughs> than a real dick. There's a pretty big butt plug right there. Is there? Whoa. Like a fist. Oh, Lord. A big giant fist. And it always seems it always seems that the bigger the fist, the it's got to be black. You know? <laughs> Is that true? They He's always say... Have you got you got like Excel only comes in black. <laughs> yeah, Excel only comes in black. <laughs> More powerful. Yeah, black. If you're gonna put a huge fist up your ass, you want to make sure it's black. <laughs> black power fist up your yeah. ass. <laughs> Otherwise, it just seems like it's a little racist if it's a white fist. If you're yeah. buying a white fist up your ass, at least you're trying to progress the movement. Moving <laughs> a black one. I'm just stupid. Okay, so... Uh, you had a question. The question was dicks. You see one, it's too small. You know it is. It's a deal breaker. It's what you do with what you got. Mm. Have, you, work, have you seen a guy... You have, you, have, you, have you heard of a guy in your experience with friends and everything, of other women that you know and yourself included, where they've said, like, this guy has a little tiny dick, and, man, he just is terrific. Or have you ever said a guy's dick is too big? 
You heard of this at all? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, Maybe I too don't big? Think no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I've never heard anyone say that guy's dick was too big. Definitely not the first one. What? Definitely not the first one. That he's it was good. Like, it was so small and it was so great. Like, no. no one's ever said that. But they've said, that was amazing and it wasn't even that big. Ah, that's what it is. It's mm. got to still be averagey, right? It's got to be in the range. And I've heard that is too big. Right. You know what the other thing is about it? And this is something I don't know if you girls know. Like, and you probably do, being, you know, with your husband for so long and stuff. Uh, how do you, like, you know our dicks aren't always the same, right? Like, uh, sometimes you get a real big boner, and sometimes you get uh, only a half-ass boner, right? It's not always the same size boner. Sometimes it's different sizes. Is it just me on this one? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you always get exactly the same boner, yep. like clockwork. Yep. Very consistent. Consistent boner? Always the same size. Sometimes mine seems more short and fat. Sometimes it seems more long and thin. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Has it always been that way or is that something? No, you, it happens all the time. Now. It's like tonight I'm feeling more long and thin. <laughs> and sometimes like more thick and fat. It just goes to you know, you don't have like mood it's like a mood ring boner. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, today. Mm. Just feeling a little long and thin. Oh, color's green. Gonna be a, be a fatty. <laughs> anyway, we should probably uh, formally introduce our guest. Yes. Uh, our guest tonight came all the way from Hamilton. She's from uh, Welland, Ontario. I worked uh, with her at when she used to run the room, the Vapor Trails, right? Yeah. In Niagara Falls. It is Rihan Rossi. Hey. All right. So we already kind of picked a little bit of your brain, but I wanted to say, like, I really do appreciate you coming all this way. And uh, what I, I have two daughters, right? And uh, the more older I get, and the older my daughters get, the more I think about how dangerous it is, like how freaked out I would be to be a woman today. You know, like you came like uh, a long drive by yourself to a dude's house, right? To be locked in his shed in his backyard, right? Bad decision making so far, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't meet. We didn't know I, each other. I met you before. Yeah. <laughs> in a public place. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't come. Well, who knows? Like, I, that's a, that he could have been on his best behavior. Yeah. How is it different being a woman like than? Because men are enormous. You're walking around and you, you can't imagine as a man, you can't have any perspective to appreciate. Well, that's true. That how there's like a, a whole half of the population that's like lo- way larger than you that has way more like a, a physical prowess over you that can dominate you at any time and you have to walk among them and they want to have sex with you. <laughs> right. Can you appreciate what that's like, Dave, at I all? I guess not. I don't have any empathy for it, I guess. Being, right. Being but prey. <laughs> well, like all the time. You have to be worried as a woman, don't you? Like you have to think about safety at all times. Like where we don't have to as men, we never have to consider it. We go out in public and we just never consider it. Like where you always like if had to do it. And I was oblivious to even my own wife. I look at her when I was saying it to you because uh, uh, the whole time, like it wasn't until we had kids. When you were doing it in university, like I just thought no big deal. You're doing the same thing as me. And then now I'm thinking about you're just this tiny little person that's going through big cities and like all this danger that you have to consider that I don't even think about. I need pepper spray and you don't. 
No, you don't need a whistle. They're not trying to give you a whistle or pepper spray or, you know, all these things. Like, I didn't even think about them, you know. Do you carry pepper spray, though? Like, do you? No. I don't live in the city. I don't walk anywhere. You need it for coyotes out here. Yeah. Yeah, That's all you need it for is if a coyote gets you. No, but I. But when you were in school, when you were in school. Yeah. Like, my. Did did you have a rape whistle? Uh, No, you were given one first year university. A rape whistle, a Fox 40. And then my my mom wouldn't let me um, bike to school because you didn't know who was lurking in behind what tree or whatever as a teenager, a teenage girl. Oh, yeah. So, right? Whereas that would not have been oh, yeah. a thought, I think. You don't teach it. Like you got you got sons, Paul. You don't teach your kids. Uh, you don't teach your kid. You don't think about their safety like you would if you had a daughter. Like charters, you have both. Oh, I kind of do. I do too. Yeah, I get. Well, you, but you worry about them doing something stupid. Whereas I think with a daughter, you worry about someone doing something stupid well, around I think, around I think them. You go either way, right? Boy or girl doesn't matter. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. It's well, maybe. I don't know. You guys, but being on your own, like, are you uh, are you single? Yes. Yeah? So, like, um, like that's a consideration. Like, you're going through life on your own. So, like, it's a, it's a different sort of environment now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know who to trust? Like, how do you, how do you build mm-hmm. a, like, uh, is it something you consider at all? Or is this just me reading into it? I do consider it. I always, like, Google the places I go before I go there. And I grew up with an older brother that always looked out for me and always double-checked where I was going. He was like, where are you going? Like, <laughs> interrogating me kind of thing. And um, I learned a lot from my older brother just to, like, assess my situations before I go there. I'm from Welland. Yeah, yeah. I could run into some trouble, but I just steer clear of that. So I just, as a girl, I have to look out for myself. Right, right. If something goes down, I will defend myself. So I don't know but the physical thing. Like, yeah, maybe a guy would be bigger than me, but... <laughs> you still kick him in the balls. Yeah, and the great yeah. equalizer. I was thinking I it's am, it's amazing to have this disparity. I think between <laughs> men and women, and then uh, the great equalizer is that you're beautiful. That women are so beautiful that we have to like bend to your will, right? That's how you come and you win, right? Like you're smarter than we are. You have to be. Other than why don't we dominate as a, as a sex? Men should win. Right, because we are winning though. We're not winning. We're losing big time. We're we're gonna lose. We're losing big time, and we're gonna keep losing, forever. There's no way that we can ever catch up to women anymore. They're gonna take over the world. They already are. Major CEOs of uh, corporations have already gone to women. Uh, the like the education system is all female, like mostly run by female. The men don't even have jobs anymore. We're just <laughs> like uh, we service the women, like a. Uh, it seems like that way, like it's like uh, it's getting to be that way where the men do like the kind of like the pirate work behind the scenes and stuff like that. And the women are the ones do- doing the heavy lifting or the old school like corporate shit. Men but, still make more money than women. Yeah. Maybe. If you use that as a metric. As like that's a that that is one thing I have a problem with, too. That's one thing I don't understand. I don't understand it. I've worked at lots of places. I've dealt with lots of businesses. I've never seen one person say they paid 
their women less for the same job as a man ever or consider them on a different pay scale or anything like that. That doesn't I don't think that exists anywhere. Not in this country probably as much as others, but I think there's two things that happen. I think one and I hope you girls will pipe in on this one. Uh, one, I think that the uh, women, uh, women don't go in and uh, ask their uh, boss for a raise, right? Because because uh, men, their husband at home, let's say they're supporting their husband at home, he likes he just likes the finer things in life, the things that money can't buy, you know. Like he likes, uh, you know, he's not going to be saying like. Like the wife doesn't have to go in and say my husband wants a, a new kitchen because his brother got a new kitchen. You know he's not saying anything like that. Husband likes to find things in life, things money can't buy. Like uh, he'd say stuff like you know my my uh, my neighbor's wife takes it up the ass. You know like stuff like that. It's free. <laughs> That's my point. That's what excites them. That's what excites them, right? It's free for him is what I'm saying. So that's why women don't have to go in and ask for raises, right? Where a man does because his wife's at home saying, you know, like my sister's got a new house. I need a new house, right? So they got to go in and ask for raises all the time because the wife's at home. If she, if I don't give her a new house, she's going to fuck my friend, right? I don't want her to do that. So <laughs> then I ask for a raise, and that's why it goes on and on like that. That's what I believe. Where women don't, they sit there behind the scenes. They, they're like, I'm doing a good fucking job. I'm going to work every day. I'm working really hard. And uh, this asshole's not giving me a raise, right? But she thinks it passive-aggressively and doesn't do anything about it. She doesn't ask for a raise. That's what I believe. And that's why I think there's a disparity. And there's also a lot of, like, um, administrative jobs that women will take that men don't take for some reason. They'd rather do a physical labor job for the same pay scale, right? That's why. But uh, but I uh, I don't think I think it's kind of a crock of shit. But I don't think that. Do you think that women get paid less for the same job? Maybe a movie star. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any facts. I just know that I saw just last week a report out of the states that showed like the pay scales for races and sexes, and white men got paid the most, and like native women got paid the least Ooh. on the scale. Or native women, more than the least. Yep. I wonder why that is, you know. Like it's got to be it's not like they're they're it's not like people are going saying, "Oh, you're a native woman, I'll pay you less." There's got to be something that results it, in the that. jobs yeah, that they I don't do. Know. I don't like know. it's just pay. It's I didn't not, read the article. I just it could be jobs headlines. available like a native woman lives in a remote area a lot of times. There's not a lot of good jobs in a remote area, so she's working shit jobs, but it also costs her like fucking uh 40 grand to buy a nice house. Because there's no one wants to live in butt fuck nowhere, right? Yeah, balance. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's what I mean. These things are all skewed. You know, you can't compare like what's going on in in like some Indian reserve in the middle of nowhere to like what's going on in downtown Toronto. It's just different. Yeah, nobody's climbing cranes in on an Indian reserve. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That up in Toronto. Maybe a smaller one for sure. Yeah. What? It's like a like a zoom boom, eh, Paul? I would like climb a zoom boom. <laughs> I'd climb a zoom boom. <laughs> in the middle of the night? <clears throat> Not at night. We're in high heels. <laughs> we're in high heels. You can do it. <laughs> so you've been in, uh, you've been involved with in the creative endeavors for some time, right, Riri? Just a little bit, a little bit of time. You what, so do you balance? Do you have to balance a real job with with your with the uh, creative stuff that you do? 
Yeah. Um, most of the creative stuff I do doesn't really make money. It's yeah. what I do for free that I love to do. Um, other things pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it goes, right? Like, I think that's how it goes for most of us. Do you... Uh, you want to talk about the project that you did with the the movie that you put that you recently did because I think it's a cool story. Yeah, it was a really cool project we did. Um, a couple of the boys from Niagara Falls area, a couple comedians and I. We were we always go down there and go for hikes in the gorge. It's just, it's it, who, who are the comedians? David Green and David Green, Levi Mann, Mark Calagero, Jeffrey Stroop. Oh yeah, good group of guys. Yeah, They're good guys funny shenanigans and so we're like let's make a movie so we filmed the movie and then uh we premiered it at seneca queen theater which is like an old school classic theater in downtown niagara falls and we raised a lot of money for little animals the niagara falls humane society which was awesome and we made our movie which is i don't know it was great it was like am i into the mic no what? no no i was just doing i was just to this say is better, isn't it? what's the movie about <laughs> it was a Thrillerious comedy. <laughs> it was a comedy thriller. How long did it take from beginning to end to do? A lot of time. And the terrain was really crazy. Um, I would say a couple weeks. We would go and whoever would show up at the day, we would hit the slopes. Um, the gorge was a really steep hiking trail in Niagara Falls. It's beautiful. It's where the falls used to fall like thousands of years ago. And it slowly eroded to where the tourist area is. But... There's this old school, like, just free hiking area away from all the commercialized Niagara Falls Park part is. <laughs> and uh, the gorge is awesome. I don't know where I was talking about. But the gorge is a really cool place that everybody should visit. If you go to the falls, check out the gorge because that's the real nature thing. The unknown. It's yeah. the pro it's awesome. you, you filmed for, like, two weeks and then you had to edit it? Did you guys edit it yourselves? Yeah, um... David did most of the editing, and Levi did, like, the screenplay. But we all played ourselves and improved a lot. Oh, yeah. um, there's a lot of... Oh, it's hilarious. It was a really funny movie. I'm not being biased because I made it, but watching it on the big screen, like, we were all crying laughing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you said cool. it raised money, too, so it's a good one you can uh, mm. pull something like that off. Oh, it was a really good show. It was in a theater. Uh, we all did some live comedy sets. We all did, like, 7 to 12 minutes. I had the most epic bomb of <laughs> com comedy <laughs> history. It was amazing. Sold out theater. First show I ever let my mom come to because it was a clean show. Oh, no. No talking about butt stuff. Nothing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I started off strong. Got the whole crowd. Everyone was into it. I had, like, the longest Oprah, like, <laughs> audience break. Like, the applause break. What are they called? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And then halfway through, I just, like, mom spaghetti, like, Eminem eight mile oh, toe no. hard and and I'm looking at this little kid in the audience and they're like smile you can get out of this and I'm like kid you're the reason why I'm bombing because I can't swear talk about butt stuff it was terrible and then I just ended off with a rant about picking up dog shit and uh, I won the crowd back but it was probably the most excruciating moment of my life oh when you got a huge crowd and you're oh and you're man they I take away so all your weapons too. Like everything you'd use to get out of trouble is like yeah, you have the no dirty crutches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People just keep kicking them out. All, I keep saying all that joke. All my jokes have fucking it. Yeah. Damn it! I can't say it. I know. I don't know what I would do. I think about clean. I see people that I'm, I work with a lot uh, in comedy, and they get like uh, booked on these like uh, benefits, you know, yeah, do their comedy. 
And I'm always like, uh, I would love to do those things, but my act is so shitty. Like, it's like, in the, there's no way that anyone would let me do it for any good <laughs> cause, you know? Like, they, they're not going to let some guy say the shit I say for good cause, right? That sucks, though. You figure people would still laugh at it, eh? It's like I have to have a fundraiser for dirt bags. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> where. It was like, if you're a dirt, we'll do good things. It's like dirt bags for a good cause. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. And then he could come watch my act. <laughs> yeah, it's like terminal, terminally ill kids that you don't have to, like, watch your language around anymore. <laughs> and you're going to be like, kid, I'm going to tell you a bunch of jokes about pussy. <laughs> Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to grow up a lot in these next couple of minutes. We're gonna do is have some real fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true though. If you were that way, I remember Bob Schimmel. You ever heard of the comic Bob Schimmel, Robert Schimmel? Anyways, he he had a kid. I think died of cancer, and that's what he said he did. He's told dirty jokes, like he wanted uh, the people from like Make a Wish were there for his kid or whatever, and he's like, yeah, they, my son's Make a Wish is to have Dolly Parton give me a blowjob, right? <laughs> That's what he said, and the kid just howled. The kid thought it was hilarious, right? His dad said that to the people. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, no, we were thinking about Disneyland or something like that. And he goes, yeah, Dolly Parton can can blow me at Disneyland wherever, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, he said the kid was like, you know, he he, he said, I'm not going to hold back now. And the kid thought it was funny. I'm going to be as funny as I can be. If he laughs at dirty things, then you give him what he wants. He's like an old man now. He's only got yeah. so much time left. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I think. Anyways, uh, what do we got? We're over an hour, but I feel like we only scratched the surface with the girls. Is there anything that you <laughs> fellas, because we are so male-centric on the show, is there anything you fellas want to ask the ladies before we sign off? on Like something? I wanted to give you one thing before you go. Can you rank who do you think... Can you give us a rundown, looking at each one of the fellas on the show, and th- uh, and assess how you think they would do with the ladies in a Tinder uh, profile, oh. right? You know what I mean? Are you in Tinder at all? Have you you know the program though? <laughs> Radio <laughs> right? silence. No. No. <laughs> yeah. no. no. But you know the idea of Tinder is that you look at a person and you swipe left or swipe right. <laughs> And you go like, uh, so you gotta do that. You gotta do do that for everybody, right? You don't have to swipe left or swipe right, but you say, "What? Well, yeah, this guy's a sw- yeah." You do, yeah. That's what you have to yes do. Yes or no? Yeah, Which no, way is good? Le- is left? Which way is good? good? Yes, no. Left's bad. Left is no. Right is yes. Right. Yes, right. no. So who do you think Paul's gonna attract? What kind of girls is Paul gonna attract? That's what we should ask instead of you. We'll just say what kind of girls are gonna be yes for Paul. Any, any of them. I'm a yes every all day long. She owns overalls. <laughs> Zing. I like it. Not in a bad yeah. way. All right. Do me. Do me. Do me. <laughs> Charters. Yes. Who's next? Who's gonna be? Who's gonna swipe yes or swipe right on Charters? She's gonna have a chest tattoo. Oh, yeah. hipster crowd, right? Yep. Must be With the stupid ear. mustache ears. That's what it's gonna. <laughs> And the shop and the glasses too. Yeah. The whole thing, eh? Whole package. Are Down you going for him? I met you guys, so yeah. No, I like it. Keep it going. Physical. <laughs> Mike, Bo, yeah, Mike, Bo, is it? Have to do it. I'm, I'm next. Um, 
she'd be wearing a Blue Jays jersey. Ah. <laughs> and nothing and else. Bleach blonde hair. <laughs> How many buttons are undone on the jersey? The profile. top two are uh, just open. A peak. Just yeah. a peak. You're going to get the... the you get the Y. The sports girl. You're gonna get oh, the, I wore the jersey tonight, yeah. And they're gonna and they're gonna be like uh, they're gonna be in shape, right? Her tits will be up. Oh. <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> okay, now great. who's gonna swipe out on Steve the Reluctant German? Hmm. <laughs> not <Yeah>. the Jew. <laughs> Why that's, that is so that's quiet. So, she's so here, quiet. man. She's right here. Oh, that's you can't German. see, but she's right here. Oh, that's easy. She's Everyone, wearing a vest. She wears a vest. <laughs> she wears a vest. She's a vest. Woman who wears a vest. Every woman on the uh, on the fish thread. Does that make sense? Sure. Is that your message board? It's just group? on appearance, yeah. though. What? Solely on appearance. Just solely on appearance. I wish oh, I didn't appearance? know who you guys were married to. It would have been way more fun. <laughs> well, now you got to do Pete. Yeah, uh, I do Pete. Well, my but wife's right there. It's the same game. She's going to choke on this one, too. I choked when I described your shirt that one time at the show. I was like trying to do the exact same thing <laughs> at the vapor trails, but I got too high and I couldn't describe your shirt. <laughs> so, um, a chick that rides a bike. Oh, I'll take it. Bicycle? Oh, bicycle. No, like a motorcycle. A motorcycle. Oh, a motorcycle girl, like a cool chick. Like a Harley I'll or totally a Totally take a cool chick. A Harley or a crotch rocket. Harley. Oh, I don't care either. Oh, Harley. We're in Norfolk, right? How you yeah. say it? Norfolk? Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. Yeah. I would ride a bike if I was out here. Sure. Oh. Get her? Not oh, implying anything. Oh, hey. my fucking yeah, God. You hit her on hey, down Riri, you know what I said? I showed my dad uh, when you you were coming on the show. I showed him that picture that I put. You see my one sexy I, picture. Yeah, yeah. You know what he said? What did he say? Hot stuff. Oh, snap. <laughs> that's the only thing he said. He just gave me a little look. Thanks, hot, Dad. Hot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. That's, no, that's gross. <laughs> Nobody likes the daddy talk. That's Why? That's dirty. Oh, my dad's a real Not player, dirty. old school player. <laughs> See, Dave's dad, he's still got a full head of like uh, black hair. Yeah, 75 this year. 75, full head of black hair, and ladies' man. Just rolling. <laughs> loves the ladies. Ray loves the ladies. Takes his teeth out to kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this has been our show. We gotta thank our guests, uh, Rehan Rossi, for coming in. Did I say it okay? Yeah, you said it good. Oh, good. And then, uh, and uh, I'd like to thank the Nocturnal Emissions for being the greatest band in podcast history. Thank Jane Van Dyke for recording this and taking pictures. I like to thank my bartender brother and everyone that listens to the show and uh, spreads it around, gives us feedback. There we go. And uh, if you'd like to. Tell a friend. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are live from the Dutch Hall. Until next week, we will see you in T. See you next Thursday. Thank you very much. We did it. Yay.